Hi, I'm Dr. Sean. Welcome to No Mask, No Cape, the podcast that shares tips and techniques to help you learn how to rest, restore, renew, and refill. You're listening, so congratulations. Let your healing journey begin. Hey, family. Good to be back. This is Dr. Sean Ricks. Welcome to No Mask, No Cape. Glad to have you back with me. So this week, I'm going to be talking about, and for those of you who know me, you might think this is a little odd, but stay with me. I'm going to be talking about how to recognize if you are hurt or if you are injured. So this came to me as I was doing some work for a keynote presentation, and um, I was talking to uh, this guy that I live with that I've also been married to for 26 years, but it's whatevs, it's the same thing. And I, he, every once in a while, he'll drop these nuggets when he'll just like say something. And I'm like, wait, what did you say? So we're talking. Um, and he's, you know, he played sports at a competitive level. And he started talking about, you know, the difference between being hurt or injured. And this may be the only time, this is a side note, that you'll see me give him credit for something. So um, there, he's got it. There, he contributed to my life. Okay, so as we were talking, um, and I'm a little more of a weekend warrior, he was saying, you know, that there is a difference between being hurt and being injured. And so the difference is when you're hurt, you can still kind of get back into the game. So if you're hurt, you know, there's a timeout or maybe you run off the field or the court or whatever it is. We tape something up. We put some of that magical tape that everyone is using now. I forget what it's called, but, you know, it's all that wonderful thing and everyone loves it. But you put something on that allows you to still engage in the sport, to still engage in, in the game and to get back out there. And, you know, because it's, it's not like it's broken, it's jammed. So K-Tape, it's called K-Tape. Yes, I had some on my knee and it's all these cool colors as well. So, but And it really, really works. So if you're hurt, we K-Tape it up. Um, but when you're injured, you really need to let that rest. That's when you need to, you know, it's the difference between jamming your finger and breaking it. It's you know, that's, that's a significant difference. A lot of times when we're talking about our physical health, our physical well-being, you know, someone else that we've gone to when we are, feel like maybe we're hurt or, or injured will say, hey, you need to let this rest for this long. Don't do these activities. This is what I recommend. When it comes to our mental health and well-being, when it comes to recognizing if we still have you know any fuel left in our gas tank very often we haven't checked in with a mental health person at all we haven't checked in mainly with ourselves but that's another podcast um, so we are just like you know we're walking around you know we're getting groceries we're working we're getting up at 5 30 and going to gym we're planning meals we're, we just kind of keep going and even when the slightest bit of kind of sadness or overwhelmness starts to creep in, we ignore it. So I'm going to get back to my being hurt or being injured in one second. But 
one of the things that this is very similar to, to is when you are driving and you run out of fuel. I have literally driven to the gas station and it went all the way down to one mile left. I actually think it's kind of like a game. Like, I don't know. Will it be five miles left? Will it be like zero? Will they have to come tow my car or will I make it? Like, it's, it's my way of thrill seeking. I don't recommend it. Again, you know, do what works for you. But uh, if I don't know where those gas stations are, and this is my point, number one, if I don't have a fuel tank, if I'm not looking, if you're not being aware, whether you have an injury or if you're hurt, if you're not even aware of it, you don't know until what the, the car stops on the road. So now you're working, everything is going fine, you feel great, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got you know, some kind of uh, illness that pops up, you know, or you just, some kind of physical crash, you know, may occur, or some type of um, sadness comes over you that really feels highly unusual from what you're used to working with, and you're unable to push through it as easily as you used to. So if you're not realizing where... Uh, gas stations are, you know, where you can stop and refuel, then that's going to be problematic. And we don't do that a whole lot at all. So if you're hurt, you can get back into the game. But I would also like to say that even when we're hurt, and this is something we don't do a lot when it talks about our emotional well-being, even when we're hurt, and you get back out in that game, how are you protecting yourself? How are you protecting that ouchie? Are you just kind of like showing up and hoping no one, you know, pisses you off today? Like, that's, that's not a good strategy. I don't recommend it. So if you know that you're hurt, but yet you feel like I can still get back out in the game, let's still have a plan, right? Maybe the plan is I'm going to um, decline all events outside of my normal schedule this week, get an extra hour of rest, I'm taking my meals in, I'm going home over lunch. I'm, you're doing slight things that help you refuel. Without any plan, without any recognition, what I see happen most often is this little tiny little irritant that was kind of going on within us just kind of rolls and rolls and rolls. And then we're like, you know, overwhelmed. I'm sure you can see the visual now, right, of a little ball that starts small and then it just picks up steam. Now I want you to see that you're in front of that ball and you're trying to outrun it. And at some point, you know, with, you know, with physics, I think the ball is going to eventually, you know, it pops us on the back of the head, which is what we're trying to avoid. So if you're going to play hurt, remember, people tape up their fingers. People put on a mouth guards. People put on this whole mask on their face that makes them look and they breathe like, you know, you can't breathe when you're in a game. Like people do all of that stuff. They're still in it, but they're protecting a piece that still just needs a little bit of, of, of extra loving on it. So I think you should find some ways to do that. And, and I'm happy to help you flush those out as we continue on this journey together. But if you are injured which I think is when we show up wearing the mask. So hurt, being a martyr, pushing through, you know, just keep going. Injured, that is just, you know, it doesn't matter. That's when we really tell ourselves the messages like, I have to do it. I have to get up. Who else is going to do it? 
They called me. I went and picked them up. I had to go get groceries. I had to do this. Like those are really vastly different pieces. And the piece about being injured is that, you know, at that point, again, I want you to imagine that broken finger. Uh, And if you, let's say you come to my office and we're having a chat, you know, we're doing, you know, clinical work, but we don't have to call it that. We're just having a chat. Then out of nowhere, I pull out this hammer. I smash your finger. Now your finger is broken. We have a couple choices. One, the thing about an injury, if you ignore it, is your finger any less broken? Nope, it's not. We have a choice in that moment. Some people do choose to ignore it. And here's the, here's the beauty of the body. The finger will heal. It's just going to heal kind of jacked up. You know, it's going to be maybe pointing sideways or it'd be like curled under or something. It will, I mean, it'll, it's going to heal. If you did nothing, it would heal. But if you wanted to, to heal in a way that it got back to its full functioning, you would immediately say, whoa, hold on. Well, I don't know what you would actually say to me, but let's not go into that on this podcast. But you would say, oh, hold on. And we would set your finger, you know, we would get it how we, we know it, it originally was as best as we can remember. And then also immobilize it so that it could then fully heal. That's the difference with the injury. Pausing, figuring out, do I remember who I used to be? When's the last time I felt that joy? What was that like? When's the last time I've jumped in a puddle? Right? I can't remember. Okay. Challenge accepted. Next rainstorm, I'm totally jumping in a puddle. I'll let you know how that goes afterwards. Well, number one, because also I have this thing about, well, it, okay, all right. Yes, I will do it. I'm jumping in a puddle. Challenge accepted. But when's the last time you just felt like, you know, you wanted to sit down and play jacks or hopscotch or or you just felt happy for no reason. If you've been around a kid, you know, kids up until around seven, and this ties into some of the hypnotherapy work I do because their brain waves are in theta. Up until around seven, we were, they're just so happy. They're just basically joyful little, even if you're not, you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to have anything. They don't have to have the promise of anything big yet to come. They're not waiting until they get their next promotion to be happy. They're not waiting. They're just happy. They're happy, you know, when they get a new G.I. Joe, and they're happy with with the one with no head. They're happy. We, over time, kind of come out of that, and it's still in there, you know, because we're always in there. But when did you stop feeling that way? And how do you get back there? And what will it take? So here are some tips. The number one tip, really, trust yourself. You know yourself better than anyone. Even when I work with people now, a lot of times when they ask, so I don't know, well, what do you think? And I was thinking this, you know, of course, within reason, I do have some, some boundaries on what I will agree to and what I'll say, ah, you know, let's, let's think about that a little more. But ultimately, you are the architect of your life. You know yourself better than anyone. And if you really took the time to get still enough to listen to yourself, you would hear that. You would already know what you wanted to do. 
without having to filter it through all these conscious lenses. It's like a bunch of chatter, yada, yada, yada. So tell your adult self to go somewhere and sit down for a minute so you can really connect. Um, And that's really part of what we do when we do hypnosis. So trusting yourself, trusting your intuition, you know, that gut feeling. Another tip, develop a community. Look at you doing that already with this podcast community. I'm so proud of you. But developing a a community online, you know, whether it's, you know, a a face-to-face group, anything but a truly imaginary community, I think I can sign off on. (laughs) Because an imaginary community could be a, a mental illness. So if that is, you know, if that's the case, you know, holler at me. Let me know how many voices you are hearing. We'll work on that. Um, but we do need support. And one of the things that we're finding in terms of community is that in our, our busy, really hyper-connected worlds, right? We can text. I can email you. There's all this chat and messengers. People really aren't spending time, as much time together as we used to. And so this sense of, you know, I, when I, I will see someone, when are we going to get together, it's all a little more, seems a little more challenging to create kind of that kind of neighborhood feel. So develop a community, a community that you trust, community that you know has your best interest in mind, and let them help you get back to yourself. Ask them, you know, hey, do you think I'm hurt or injured? Like this happened. What do you know? What do you think about this? And then people say, Oh yeah, no, I mean, that sounds like, you know, I've been through something similar or whatever. And someone say, you know, you might want to, let's talk about that a little more. I mean, let's take a day off. Have you, you know, check in with some people and surround yourself with people who are just trying to help you be lifted up. It's not a judgment fest. There's nothing wrong with you, you know, in, in sharing with others and being vulnerable you know, in recognizing the humanity in us all, it really just helps us grow even further and even deeper. So here's my, I don't know, I'm going to think, I think I'm on third. I'm going to say third. I'm pretty sure it's third. Here's my third tip. Mother yourself. This is one of the biggest challenges when I work with women is that we have put ourselves typically, and of course, this is a a generalization, last, and if not last, second, or third, or fourth, but very rarely, numero uno, very rarely are we number one, that we are making, you know, chicken soup for someone else who's sick, we're going to make a lasagna, we're taking stuff over to the church bazaar, you know, we are baking cookies for the, we're doing everything, and when I say, you know, what have you done for yourself? Your people are a little bit like, uh, I didn't have time to take a walk. I didn't have time to, to meditate. I didn't have time to read my book. I used to love to read. I don't have time anymore. Okay, you're not making time. Um, but part of that is we start to make time when we start to realize that we deserve the same amount of love and affection we give others, that we also deserve that. And so the fourth one is discover your voice. Um, And this is one that is going to be so exciting as we take this journey, as you learn to really remember, uh, you know, who you are and and discover that you have the right, right? One of the exercises I like to do with groups 
when I'm doing trainings is we make a bill of rights, a personal bill of rights. I have the right to this. I have the right to that. I mean, it doesn't give you a right to be a, uh, I almost cussed. I don't know if I'm allowed. I think I can do that technically. It, okay, I've gotten the I've gotten the green light on that. It doesn't give you a, a right to be an asshole, but it gives you the right to say, you know, I have the right to say no. I have the right to rest. You know, I have the right to, you know, not be disrespected. I have the right to, you know, value my time. Whatever it is. But again, if you haven't named it, then you're not acting on it, which means other people aren't acting on it either. That means if you're not respecting your time, no one else is. So we're going to circle back to discovering your voices as we continue on this wonderful, wonderful journey. I'm reconnecting with your feelings and rediscovering the power of language. Those will be two things that could be very helpful for you as well. So this thing with feelings, right? So Wow. Oh, I, mean, I wish this podcast was like a video. You should see me right now. I'm so excited because the feeling piece is, I think that's like the, I don't know, I need a phrase like the money ball or the, the sweet spot or, you know, whatever. It's, it really is the root of so much. Why? I'm so glad you asked. We are not allowed to have but really like three feelings as a society right now. How you doing? I'm good. I'm happy. I'm sad. I was angry. So I guess that was like four. You might be able to sprinkle in a couple more. But rarely do you see someone walking up to someone and saying, you know what? I'm feeling really vulnerable right now. And if you could just... I mean, nobody, no people, we're not allowed to do all that. Um, if you're interested in knowing more about feelings and, oh, that's a good idea. You're right. I love this community, how you lift me up. That might be a whole podcast, but there's a feeling, emotional wheel, and it just, you know, it goes into all these sub emotions. So there is a root of like eight kind of core feelings, but there's so many that we don't even delve into within that. So when we disconnect, though, from how we feel, then we disconnect from ourselves. And so why do we disconnect from how we feel? Again, another good question. I knew this was a great group. It's really out of fear. We're afraid to feel what we might, you know, tap into if we go down into that well and look around, take the flashlight. So we just keep the, we keep the door closed, you know, to a certain extent. Um, and, you know, sometimes with our feelings as well, we feel like they might overwhelm us. You know, like, I, I don't know what to do with this feeling. We really live like in a fast food nation for real, for real, but not just with food, like with everything. Nobody wants to wait and work through Jack. I don't want to feel sad. If I feel sad, I want to I feel like I want to feel that for like one second and I want to feel happy. That's not how things work. You have to go through your emotions and figure out kind of what's going on with it. I didn't say wallow in them. I don't need you to go into a deep, dark pit of despair. But you have to go through them and figure out, I feel sad and it's okay. And what is that about, right? If you think about the times you've actually danced around the, you know, emotional garden, you don't stay in one state but for so long. No one is perpetually, you know, someone just like walking around, just grinning all the time. I'm just so happy. I'm happy all the time. I'm just no, doesn't happen. Emotions are designed for us to go up and down and in and out. 
because each one, you know, in and of itself, if we honor it in that moment, can be a beautiful thing. Because what is it teaching me? So we'll talk more. At, well, that's a good idea. Feelings as a podcast, duly noted. Your voice has been heard already. See, look at that. We talked about getting your voice heard, and there we have it. But all of this really is to get us to learn to love ourselves. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about what it looks like to love ourselves and what it looks like um, when we are still in the process of learning to do that. And, you know, some of the things I think will surprise you. I, I know they surprised me, and they continue to surprise me as I am daily on this journey. Um, so I think I'm going to wrap it up because I love that. I want to leave you with a little bit of that love. We're going to, you know, leave with love. We're going to end with love. We're going to hang out with love, 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 love. And well, I mean, once you bring love in the table, is there anything else that can possibly follow? Absolutely not. But if you want to know some more information about this, please follow me on social media at Dr. Sean Ricks or visit my website at www.drshawnricks.com. And until next time, be well and choose you. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace counseling. If you feel you need additional help on your journey, please seek the services of a licensed professional. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are those of the contributors and not those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without express written consent of Dr. Sean Ricks.